Following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week, as Tom's guest, we have Spencer Bolajak joining us. Spencer is a knife maker, a martial arts teacher, a survival school operator, a musician, a dad, husband, and he's sometimes on TV. You will not want to miss this one. So without further ado, over to you, Tom. Thanks, Elizabeth. And by the way, this music is by uh, Spencer Two Dogs Bolajack as well, the bump music we're playing today. Thank you. As is my custom, I'm going to start off reading a psalm. This is Psalm 64. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer, preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who whet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in in an evil manner. They commune of laying snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, and they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. So Spencer Two Dogs Boljack is a guy that I got acquainted with when uh, I think I was sick or something. Uh, I got to looking through all the different cable channels that we had. And this is several years ago, eight or nine years ago at least. And um, I got on this channel called Destination America. <laughs> and... Uh, it, it later became like some kind of paranormal thing or, or something. They they would do stuff on that channel like put a uh, put a camera on the front of a train in Alaska and show it for like eight hours, you know, just going through the 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 snow. But anyway, they had this show on there called Hillbilly Blood. Now anything hillbilly, being from Harlan, Kentucky, and having gone to camp in the mountains of North Carolina, I'm on it. 
right on top of it. Well, then they start talking about Cold Mountain. Well, I bushwhacked up Cold Mountain one time, lost the trail, and was taking some other guy's pack because he couldn't make it. We're carrying two packs going through rhododendron to get to the very top of Cold Mountain. Oh, man, I've been there too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so anyway, I fell in love with these guys. Uh, Spencer, Boljack, and his friend and sidekick, Eugene Runkus. And uh, now Eugene's living up in Massachusetts or somewhere at this point. But mm -hmm. anyway, mm -hmm. uh, I tracked down Spencer. I just Googled him and he's doing this thing, land of the wild, land of the sky, wilderness school right now. And uh, mm -hmm. he, he teaches martial arts, um, you know, survival skills, how to make things. Um, not all that different although different in some ways, but similar in spirit to another guy that I love dearly that I don't know, but I'm going to try to get to know a guy named Eustace Conway, who's up in Boone and has a, a place called Turtle Island. And you guys are good friends, right? That's correct. I, I way long before he really blowed and I like to just throw out there right at the beginning when the show gets brought up that I didn't have anything to do with that name. Uh, it was originally called Secrets of the Mountain People, and I didn't know the name until it was on TV. And it it caused me a little bit of trouble because some people, that's like a fighting word, you know? Like, yeah. they get offended by that word. And uh, by hillbilly, never... hillbilly blood, you mean? Yeah, yeah, hillbilly, they, you know, whatever. Now, it's usually people that are a little bit too sensitive anyway. You know, if you get a hold of some people that, you know, they, they've really got their feet under them. They don't get offended by words too much, but... But you know what I'm saying. It, oh, it, yeah. I just want, it was never meant to hurt anybody. But um, I, I I apprenticed with Eustace Conway in 1998 and 1999 and have worked for him ever since. And so I feel honored. If you see some sort of correlation, if you feel like some of what I'm doing reflects a little bit of that fella, uh, he's been my teacher and a mentor and a friend for a long time. And I often look up to him like oh my gosh you know i'm just a pee in the pot or just a drop in the bucket because uh, he he he's just incredible he's done so many amazing things well i saw a picture on the w website where you're standing with a guy in cherokee dress and i mm -hmm. think that's the same guy that goes around and does these one-man shows uh is that true i don't know what picture you're referring to i do have a cherokee ribbon shirt and i often work over in cherokee and teach out in front and work okay. with uh, cherokee over there uh and then sometimes i'm also uh traveling around and doing shows i love doing fairs and festivals everything shut down this year it was terrible but i go to virginia a lot and uh, and then travel around and do a lot of county fairs state fairs and just set up my little booth and teach and sell knives and it's wonderful i love it well, tell us a little bit about the show, uh, because if people, you know, you can still get full episodes. I know you can get them on YouTube. You have to subscribe mm -hmm. to them and you can get a lot of clips on YouTube and mm -hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about how, I know it's been seven or eight years and we're going to definitely get to what you're doing now, but mm -hmm. just for the sake of people who might want to go look and see, because uh, they're very entertaining. They're well done. And how did it? How did it come about? How did it happen? And um, you know that sort of thing. Well, going back really to the foundation of it, 
Um, I, I've been a prepper since before that was a word. You know, I was a Boy Scout as a kid, and before that, my grandparents, you know, I had they went through the Great Depression and they taught us. And you know, one was more city, and one was more country. Set of grandparents, and they instilled a lot of this idea. So growing up, I loved the idea of fixing things and repurposing things and recycling things into new things and, and living in the woods and getting to know people in the islands of the Caribbean who use things 20 different ways before it's thrown away, if it ever is, and used as the same thing. So the show is really a look at being able to create things to make your life better when you can't just run to the store and go get it. And some of it's a little show. It's a little showy. It's a TV show. You know, there's a little bit of silliness in there, but a lot of it is real stuff. They called me one day after seeing some YouTube videos of mine and just said, hey, Spencer, would you like to be in a TV show? I thought it was a scam. I didn't believe it till they showed up and shot a little bit of footage. I didn't hear from them for about a year. And then they said, clear your schedule. We're coming down. And we filmed the first season or two in 3D. And then they ended up dropping that and going to 4K because 3D was a real pain. And uh, and it just went on from there. Um, I'm not sure what happened. We were scheduled to do another three or four seasons. But uh, you know how it is. Human beings get involved and you get some money involved and things just get weird. Uh, you know, something was going on backstage back there, and I just I just stay away from all the drama. But yeah, we were supposed to go a little bit a little bit longer with it. Well, you had five seasons, didn't you? Yes, sir. They they label it as three seasons, but I was a little suspect about season four and five that it would be like extension one and extension two. You know, because you don't have to give somebody a raise if it's part of the previous season. Right, <laughs> fifty nine episodes. Um, yeah, 59 episodes of the show all together. And man, it was some work. When, when you look at all that stuff, we had some behind the scenes help, obviously, because we have a crew, uh, a couple guys helping us, but we built and made every single thing in that show and had to do every episode within three days. Gosh. So it was hustling. I mean, like, you know, I've been to basic training and done some hard stuff in my life. Uh, the, the work pace of that TV show was beyond anything I've ever done. I mean, it was just nonstop. So how did Eugene get pulled into the deal? They found him. I think they were looking for somebody that would, uh, you know, we, we actually weren't close friends before the TV show as they make out on it, but we did end up becoming real close because so so time so many times it was like us versus them. We got tight. Like they wanted us to fight. It would have been some good drama. Yeah. But he and I he and I stuck together because it, it's such a weird dynamic relationship between the you know TV world and the actual real world down here on Cold Mountain. So yeah. Um, so anyway, they brought him in just because he knew a lot of neat stuff and he looked kind of wild. Yeah, he and did. They probably thought they, they probably thought I looked a little too normal so they were like let's get somebody wild in here to, to, to compliment against Spencer yeah <laughs> so, so we uh we made we ended up making a good team but it was it was weird you know but the first time I met Eugene I was like oh my gosh and, and then as I got to know him I really came to appreciate his wisdom and insight on the natural world yes uh, that guy just knows a lot of stuff and he's incredibly intelligent and he's a real good human being too so well Frequently, the vibe that you would get from the uh, episodes would be that Eugene would be diving into something that might blow you all 
to smithereens and you would mm-hmm. be kind of standing back saying this thing's going to yeah. turn into a bomb you know it's sort of like this voice mm-hmm. of caution and and then yeah. but it was funny it's like eugene would dive in and then you would say yeah cool let's do it and uh it, 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 th- that's sort of the way it would seem like the one where th- this one i totally laugh at because i'm from harlan county kentucky Snake handling is there's a lot of snake handling churches up there. And oh, yeah. in, in this episode, the guy comes in the, uh, into, uh, Cheyenne's and, uh, says he, he closes the door and says, I'm looking for some rattlesnakes. And you guys mm-hmm. say, well, well, we'll go do it. And, and, you know, Eugene gets way down in that cave and you don't know if he's been snake bit or not. He's hollering and everything. And that was, so I always enjoyed the way your two personalities played off of each other. Well, I think I appreciate that. You know, we're not trained or professional actors. We just had a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, that, that is kind of how it goes. Now, you know how TV is, everything has to be sort of planned out so they can get the shots and get the right. mic in there and all that stuff. But so, you know, but there, there were rattlesnakes on the set that day and we did have snakes and, uh, those were real snakes that were getting filmed up in there. And, uh, I, I, I had the best prank ever. I had a big rubber rattlesnake that looked as real as could be. And I stuck it in the food snack box. Oh my gosh. Uh, and just flipped out the producers speaking of your, your wife would have fired me. I'm sure. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's <laughs> very scared of snakes. Uh, yeah. And, and also on the note of that show, it's like, once again, um, I've actually been around some snake handling and some Pentecostal folks and, uh, God bless them and God bless those that don't do that. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's learning. I hope it makes people look into it a little bit. Uh, it's again, making a TV, you're going to upset some people and calm some people down and you can't keep everybody happy. So you might as well just have fun with it. And, uh, that's, that's kind of what we did. And, uh, you know, that caused a little bit of controversy, but it, but it kind of settled down. We did bring somebody in from Kentucky who was a consultant to help us with that scene and and talk a little bit about how to handle and move and get things around safely. Um, and so he came in and was just kind of backstage helping out a little bit. We, uh, when I was very young, we lived, as I mentioned in Harlan, Kentucky, which is a coal mining town in Eastern Kentucky. And, uh, there was a lady that took care of us when we were little kids and she lived up in a holler. And another thing she did was cleaned out this church of God, you know, swept it out and everything. And she took us down there one time and they had these big boxes in the back that had, uh, kind of caged like, uh, you know, wire on them. And that was where they kept the snakes. And, mm. you know, I just remember that and they didn't, they weren't in there at the time, but, um, you know, my uncle Brian Whitfield, he filmed a snake handling service and they got over on the Kentucky, Virginia border. So when the state police came from Kentucky, they jumped over the line into Virginia. Uh. <laughs> anyway, it's just, well, that's like, they, there's some great stories related to everything you see in the show that that we can't tell you know what i mean real life's always a little more exciting than tv the tv is a representation 
of things that have happened. For example, we're diving on the bottom of the lake with Eugene to get logs or something with oh, a yeah. head canister and a leaf blower pumping the oxygen down or whatever. Well, that Eugene actually got the motorcycle off the bottom of a lake with a homemade diving rig one time when he was younger. Somebody had ridden the motorcycle into the lake and was like, if you can get it, you can have it or something like that. So he went down there with some, some rig and got it and pulled out. And, and likewise, every other story you see, uh, the show is kind of a depiction that, man, there's some there's some good stuff that that just, just names aren't going to get named and places aren't going to get mentioned uh, that, that are kind of the seed of each of those episodes and a lot of the concepts that we're building and trying. Now, do you live at uh, Crusoe or somewhere around there near Coal Mountain? Oh, yeah. I live up in Crusoe. I love it. Okay. River Valley. And uh, I love this area. I love the people. I've, it's, oh, man. I've dreamed of living. I grew up East Asheville in the country out in an area called Swannanoa. Yeah, I know where that is. And um, and I I used to ride my car when I got my license up here because I love the mountains here so much. And so you're you're up on uh, you're up on two seventy six. Yeah, two seventy six goes up into Crusoe, and I'm up that way, kind of towards the Parkway a little bit. And uh, we've got some of the, the just the best mountains to explore. It's rugged. It's rough, but it's North Carolina's largest wilderness area. You can go for days. It takes me four days to walk from my house to the Blue Ridge Parkway. Excuse me, I got to sneeze. Bless you. There we go. Um, Thanks. So uh, that's where the Big East Fork flows right past there going down to the Pigeon River, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love the Big East Fork. Great swimming, good fishing, clean. Oh, man, I love it. Okay, I got another question. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all time, maybe maybe my favorite movie, mm-hmm. is Deliverance. And right, uh, yeah. you know, it, it. I love John Voight. I love Burt Reynolds. But there was a guy in that movie who was not a good guy, uh, mm-hmm. cow, uh, cowboy coward. And mm-hmm. you you guys got to know cowboy. And I think he's still alive, from what I could tell. Uh, yeah, Cowboy's a friend of mine. Shoot, in fact, we can get him on your show. You just you just say the word, and uh, okay. I'll look you guys up. I, I, I might want to get him, uh, but he uh, he he played you know a character actor in the the movie Deliverance. Uh, not not one of the good guys, but mm-hmm. you guys got to know him. Uh, as a kind of a, uh, I don't know, benefactor. I don't know if that's the right word, but he, he put you on some some things like some gold and stuff like that, and uh, and you all did some things for him to kind of help him as he's getting older, and that sort of thing. Helped rigged him up a little uh, go kart and uh, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I just I thought that was really neat because I had known who he was from that movie uh, also Billy Redden who played the banjo but uh, you know I just I really enjoyed those episodes where you guys were dealing with Cowboy and his little squirrel Angel and his mm-hmm. his uh, I guess it was his wife or daughter maybe Beulah 
I forget her name. Bertha. 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 And that time she found the roadkill uh, possum and and cooked it up and made you all eat the the legs of it. (laughs) Yeah, I won't ever forget filming that episode. Um, Yeah, that was, uh, well, there's a couple things to hit on there. And the first is, you know, it's just like the name of the TV show, there's some people that are real sensitive about that deliverance show because it kind of created this long-lasting sort of fear of banjos in the Appalachian Mountains. Like, yeah. you take a wrong turn and you might just get captured by some lonely man and rubbed down with bacon grease or something. It's, it's like, and I, I have this to, to share with people, and it's just that Appalachian and Southern people have been sort of looked down on by a lot of whatever mainstream culture for so long that if you it's almost better for some folks to be a little bit afraid than to just look down on people and assume they're kind of backwards or isolated or whatever and deliverance created a respect for the mountain haulers people are careful when they come back up in here and trespass All right, right, that's a wrap for this first half. We need to go to a break. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group, coming to you from our Dupree Financial Group studios on Main Street in Lexington, Kentucky. We'll be back for the second half of the hour, just a few minutes with Spencer Olajak. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Get safe and effective vaccines to the American people. Is what's happening. Give us the green light so that we can start distributing. Get the very latest. What do you think the president is doing? Incredible irresponsibility. Check in off. Send the Navy SEALs in there to dig it <laughs> News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401k and 403b plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Heart Radio celebrates this season with the iHeartRadio Holiday Special. One night to get you in the holiday spirit with exclusive performances from Carrie Underwood, Josh Groban, and more. And check out the extended version on iHeartRadio's YouTube and in VR in venues on Oculus Quest featuring an exclusive performance from the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Listen live on iHeartRadio Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 25th at 7 p.m. Is the cost of finishing the basement worth the benefit of some peace and quiet? 
When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing can help you find answers with personalized planning tools and insights to help you get where you want to go, even if it's just downstairs. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed. You may lose value. Looking for fast, easy, and secure electronic banking? Community Trust Bank has a wide variety of banking services to meet your needs, including Internet banking, bill pay, and mobile banking. We now have even more great services like Apple Pay and Google Pay. Make payments directly from your smartphone. And People Pay, a fast, easy, secure way to send and receive money from your smartphone. Visit us at ctbi.com or stop by one of our 79 branch offices. Community Trust Bank, building communities built on trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, cold front approaching from the north and west that could fire off an isolated shower or two but most will be staying dry out there for the afternoon evening hours temperatures though going to be a split between the north and south with 40s lower 50s to the north and 60s the further south you go from the wkyt first alert weather center i'm meteorologist adam Ernestin. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Research Raccoon can answer any question about your business for less than you'd think. From a new product to a small tweak on a proven winner, Research Raccoon gives you U.S.-based data you can put to use that day. Plus, it's affordable enough for small businesses. So stop wondering if your business is on the right track and know for sure with data to back it by using Research Raccoon. Visit ResearchRaccoon.com to learn more and discover which plan is best for you. Research Raccoon. Any question, anytime. Is the cost of finishing the basement worth the benefit of some peace and quiet? When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing can help you find answers with personalized planning tools and insights to help you get where you want to go, even if it's just downstairs. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillEdge.com slash within reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. If you weren't happy with the big media this election, you need to watch Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing TV channel in America. Find great shows with Greg Kelly, Mike Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Michelle Malkin, and more. Plus, see analysts like Dick Morris, Sean Spicer, Alan Dershowitz, Rudy Giuliani, and Kimberly Guilfoyle. Newsmax TV is on all the major cable systems, or find it free on Roku, Zumo, YouTube, and more. Download the free Newsmax app on your phone and start watching today. We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. 
joining us, Spencer Bolajak. It's been an interesting conversation. I hope you all veer away this time from the snakes and the all the and get into the knife making and and the music making. So take it away, Tom. Thank you, Spencer. This is your own personal composition and it, it reminds me of the late Michael Hedges whom I really enjoyed and saw him in concert two or three times you probably know who I'm talking about and uh, he uh, was uh, an incredible improviser on guitar and this is something that you created one night because your baby was unable to go to sleep and you did it on an iPhone Yes, sir. Uh, my, my child was crying. I finally got my little girl to sleep, and I couldn't get back to sleep, so I went out to my studio, which is my garage, and recorded all of this. Everything you're hearing there was multi-tracked on my iPhone, and an old iPhone. It was like the 4S or something. It was, uh, yeah, I played that with my acoustic guitar on, onto my iPhone. It's just incredible. And then the piano, I came back and layered later. Uh, and had the drums in last, bass guitar, but everything except the drums was recorded on the iPhone. And that was in 2012, right? Yes, uh, it, it probably says on the video if you're, or wherever you're getting that music from, but yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, turn it up. Yeah, because my little well, girl's in now. God, that's unbelievable. Yeah, we're we're running out of anyway. Whatever. Uh, I mean, golly. So, we talked about hillbilly blood, the the thing that made you a star of screen, and uh, uh, you know, put your name in the paper, so to speak. Uh, yeah. But but let's talk about what you're doing now, which I find fascinating because it sort of looks like you know you've moved on to other things that weren't necessarily featured in the in the tv show um and you're doing other stuff and i'd like to hear a little bit about that sure uh one way to look at it though is that the tv kind of came in the middle of it highlighted some certain stuff and then the tv show was gone uh, the wilderness school that i've run I started that kind of officially back around 2003 as a way to get kids in nature and to get out and get their feet wet and their hands dirty and have fun, but also teach good survival skills, primitive skills, earth skills, uh, native lore and knowledge, old Appalachian lore and knowledge. And it was greatly influenced by my friend Eustace Conway and at Turtle Island Preserve where I worked at the summer camp and lived for a while. And the music, too, I've done that for a long time. And, and the martial arts, too, I started that when I was about 13 or so in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, it's all just sort of continued. And, and you know how it is these days. you got to do four or five things sometimes just to, to make all the ends meet. You feed three kids on the side of a mountain in the southern Appalachians. Uh, you know, I love being self-employed, and it also takes a, a high level of work ethic and discipline and focus to get it done. So making knives is a big part of what I do. So I usually I make knives and blacksmith and forge up till about noon, one o'clock every day. Take a break, eat lunch, and then I go teach martial arts in the afternoons. 
And then I do clinics and host people on survival skill on the weekends. And uh, I, I travel out and I do workshops for people, but I also host them here. And we teach everything from knots and first aid, navigation and edible medicinal plants, tracking, archery, hunting, wilderness photography, blacksmithing, metalworking, uh, traps and snares, uh, deep wilderness survival, long-term living in the woods and short-term camping skills and, and gardening and seed collecting and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, so there, there's, there's a quick look at it and I still do love music. You know, music expresses an emotion or a feeling that nothing else quite does. And if you're an artist and you haven't made your art for a while, there's a little part of you that feels like it's dying. And when you, when you put that creativity that God planted in us out into the world, there's a part of us that comes alive and that enhances everything that we do. So I encourage people to pick up that guitar, pick up that paintbrush and whatever, whatever creativity God put in you, when you use that creativity, it's like his spirit's pouring through you into the world and it, it lights you up and it lights other people up. It's an important thing. I just got back into piano after many years of not doing it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I got a little rolling electric piano down my basement and, Mm -hmm. uh, I just, uh, I'm trying to, you know, I've got a woman who's teaching me and, and I'm trying to get back into it. So that's my little thing. Um, keep with it, man. You'll get the shivers one day. You'll hit that note just right. And you'll be like, Oh man, it'll take you back some years to some earlier part of life. And it'll, you know, that just, I think the creativity of the arts often gets overlooked and, uh, you know, who, who is our God, if not a creator. Yeah. You know, praise I mean? the Lord. Like Amen. We're, we're, we're meant to be creative. We're yes. creative beings. So. I agree with you completely. And, uh, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think, how do you think COVID has affected the mountain people? Uh, or if there really are still any mountain people left, I'm, I'm talking about the old ones, like the ones that, uh, you know, uh, were described in the Foxfire books and, and mm-hmm. people that I grew up with in Eastern Kentucky, um, and the, the, um, you know, the accent was exactly the same as the accent in Western North Carolina. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what do you think, do you think it's affected them more or less or just as much as other people? Well, I would say one neat thing, one silver lining to this cloud of the year is that mainstream America and a lot of other people have suddenly realized the importance of understanding how to store food, how to create food, how to network and share and barter, how to, how to fix things, how to, how to be part of a community. And these are things that mountain people have been doing since the very beginning. You know, it's taking care of each other and knowing how to survive in an area that's a little bit economically depressed anyway. And it, when I say culturally backwards, I don't mean bad. I just mean, you know, not with the end thing, you know, not always up with the current trends, which these days can be a, a just fine as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I think it's elevated mountain people a bit. 
but it also they're also in a high risk population, you know, for infection or for any kind of disease. And so, and also, you know, when people suffer financially, um, that that can be that can be challenging uh, for people who are a little bit older and a little bit isolated. So it's it's not easy, but I think that overall, COVID has elevated the status of country people and people who have made sacrifices to live in the woods and live on a farm. They've sacrificed their whole life to live out and get, what's everybody want to do now? 300, 400,000 New Yorkers are out of the city this year alone. Right. And so in the real estate around here has gone crazy. And I, you know, a lot of these people are kind of delusional. They think they're just going to move out and start eating peaches and blow up their TV and, you know, live in the garden of Eden. They have no clue. Uh, what it takes to do that, and that's why that's kind of what I do is I I help people figure that out on their land or their property. But the biggest thing is they got to learn to respect and be part of the community. You can't just move in and start telling people what to do. Um, that's not the way to do it. But yeah, country people have have kind of gotten the boost this year because of the knowledge that they've kept alive for generations. You know, uh, one of the things that I noticed studying where I'm from originally. I live in Lexington and have for most of my life, but I was born in Harlan and I keep referring to it because it marks me, you know, and then of course I spent eight years at Camp Mondamon in, in uh, Tuxedo, North Carolina and hiked a lot in the mountains. But um, when, uh, when the coal industry came to Eastern Kentucky uh, it, it took a bunch of hill farmers and basically turned them into sort of like people working in a factory because, oh, yeah. you know, and then you had the unions and you had, you had all the, uh, fight over pay and the strikes mm-hmm. and, and things like mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, my grandfather was in the coal business and had us owned a small mine and, and that kind of thing. But they were constantly having these labor problems. And um, I think it is because the job was such that it was boring. And uh, you're not dealing with nature. You're, you're dealing with something kind of down in the ground and that kind of thing. And, and that's true of a lot of these factory jobs. They condition people to not observe their surroundings as much and the human spirit kind of rebels against that and doesn't Mm. want to be caged up. And, uh, you know, the, the average person, um, who's worked in that way for, for their, their lives, you know, they're not as in touch with the natural world around them. And, uh, you know, they're not attuned to notice it. And I noticed that it can become that way for me. So I go to my place in rock castle County every weekend, take my dogs down there. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I think the thing that you're doing is and and the thing that is going to be needed in what you're doing is teaching people the skills that for thousands of years, everybody had. And, uh, the world, the way it has become, we got away from those skills. 
Yes, sir. Um, am I allowed to give out a website on the show? Uh, a good Absolutely. website. Absolutely. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Um, I've got a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash two dogs where I do weekly classes. And it's just five bucks to join. It's a sliding scale. Somebody can get more. That's great. But it starts at five bucks. And I do classes um, and put them up there. And all the recordings are up there. And people can some do, can do classes with me and, and can even book a one-on-one. But, yeah, I love getting people alive and observing and seeing nature. And, and uh, there's a great story. I'll, I'll make it real short. So, as I can so, so well, let, let's get – let me read that website. One yeah, more. spell it for us, sure. Spencer. Uh, Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com, and then my little branch of it is forward slash two dogs. That's number two, number two, D-O-G-S, yeah. two dogs. And, uh, and then my, my website's lotswild.com. That's Land of the Sky Wilderness School, L-O-T-S-W-I-L-D.com. Um, that's, the, that's where people, if anybody wants to get in touch and talk or email or or come to visit summer camp or send a kid down here for summer camp. Lots Wild is the place to do it. We just opened a storefront. We've, we've been blessed by COVID-19, man. I'm telling you, I started off this year with a lot of fear, and uh, we've opened our first storefront in 20 years of running my outdoor school. We've actually got a store in downtown Canton, North Carolina, where my dojo is, where part of it's dedicated to the outdoor skills and survival and our Cherokee roots. Um, that's fantastic really really cool yeah yeah we'll also post the um those websites on our blog page on our website which is www dot easy for you to say dupreefinancial.com so that's right on well thanks so much for for reaching out to people like us that are just doing our thing that's so cool thanks for sharing our name with the world well that's what we love to do and uh so let me ask you your target market for, for, for who you're trying to get to participate in, in your classes. I mean, is it typically people right there in North Carolina that are, that are nearby or do you like to make it broader than that? It's very broad because I, I'm one of these folks that believes in giving back. I actually raise money so I can go into the inner city and teach inner city kids that haven't ever been outside the concrete jungle and, don't even know how cool the mountains are, you know, never been swimming in a river. I, I raise money to get them out of the mountain, out of the cities and out in nature. I think it's wow. helpful. I think it reduces crime. I think it keeps kids out of trouble. I think it helps them grow up to be better adults and take care of their families more. I mean, I really believe in that. They don't have money. So that's one market, but I also yeah. travel. I've, I've been as far as Texas, in Alabama doing weekend workshops. I helped some, some old lady, well, I better not say that. I helped some, some ladies uh, build their gardens this year for the first time and, and planted the seeds and got them going all the way down in Alabama. And, and uh, I travel to different locations and do weekend workshops and clinics. And, and those people have to have money, you know, like they, it's, you know, there's charge a couple hundred bucks a workshop. It's nice. So there's a guy that we have had on our show mm-hmm. a guy named tim bickers he's an he's a missionary but mm-hmm. he also tries to empower people like he got this thing going on in zimbabwe where all these prisoners were in this prison and uh he got them growing vegetables and exactly. next thing you know they're feeding the whole prison 
and with what they could sell, they mm-hmm. were buying medicine for people in the prison that were sick. It's 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 amazing. He's very entrepreneurial. You kind of are too. Maybe we'll get the two of you all together at some point. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to meet him. Yeah. Uh, the short answer the short answer though is it's a broad market. I have people come here. You know, the, the wealthy folks that are on tour coming to West North Carolina are a lifeblood for the craftsmen and the artists and the teachers here. Uh, and they invest in our local community to get a taste of local culture, and that's real important. And then also I've got regular students that train with me at martial arts every week, and it's, you know, it's 100 bucks a month for two classes a week, and, and we just make it work. So it's, it's, all, over the, it's all over the map. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of different. I've, I've, I even go out and work at some country clubs around here. We've got a country club near here that's twenty five grand a year to be a member of. Wow! And uh, they've supported me greatly. I play music there. Uh, a couple of those folks have purchased knives of mine, and you know, and it's it it helps reduce this art this artificial class war divide that's being fostered in our country when people give back and and move up and down that scale and look after each other a little bit. It's uh, it's important. Oh, I agree with you. Oh, I got to ask you real quick. Is Cheyenne mm-hmm. still in business? Oh, yeah. He's open today, just down the road from my house. Good friend. Great guy. Is is he that – you're coming over from Waynesville. It's the Big East Fork Grocery or, or something like is, – is that his? Bethel Grocery. Yeah. Bethel Grocery. Right, right where you called. come over and, and there's a turn in the road right there? Yeah, sort of. It, yeah, you can hook and go up sunburst or you go up east fork he's right down in the i've been i have been in that place before it's kind of cool yeah cheyenne's a great guy and he's got his gun shop and his fishing shop and uh he he is a hub of this whole community if you ever visit here stop in and say hello he loves being sort of the the central point where everybody shares information and talks and gets to know each other yeah let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. We're about to finish up here. Um, mm-hmm. If you could see any one thing happen going forward or even either in your business, something that you have a dream for or mm-hmm. in our country or whatever, what would it be? Well, I'm going to start with the country, and that is for people to understand that those who believe differently have – have a valid opinion and to figure out why it is they feel that way. Uh, cause we're looking at the, the possible breakdown of society. If people don't learn to communicate and listen a little bit better, uh, they, they unplugging a little bit from the media is real helpful. As far as I'm concerned, the news is like tentacles in the brain, just eating some parts of it out. that should stay there and, uh, getting, it's like a big soap opera. And when people talk to real people, they get, they start to realize you can, you can, you can reach some common ground if you want to, because the alternative is not pleasant. I've lived in the woods for three years. I've, I've, I've got lots of friends who have done some crazy stuff overseas. I'm telling you that ours, we've got a lot that shouldn't be taken for granted here in this country, and it's worth preserving and building and working together. And, and then for me personally, uh, I, I love seeing the camp grow. I love teaching. I, I'd love to see uh, that continue to grow and just be available for people. I like making knives. It's just real labor intensive. I mean, I, I wear myself out down there making knives. Um, I love my little store and can I love that COVID-19 has brought out our virtual stuff. Like you said, just, you're, you're making your show from, 
from not dependent on the studio as much as you once did. And that's exactly what's happened to, to all of us. Martial arts and survival virtually, how to make that fun and engaging and good audio content and quality and music. I can play a concert from Cold Mountain, North Carolina and stream it to the world. And the coronavirus kicked that into high gear, you know, right. it was really slacking. <laughs> so, uh, so there's a lot of things that are neat and coming. Uh, I do have a 30 foot sailboat sitting on a trailer in the yard at my dad's house. I'd <laughs> love to get that thing down to the Caribbean one day. I'm going to, I'm going to sail that bad boy. What a great show. Spencer, thanks for joining us on the Tom Dupree show. We hope you'll come back again and talk to us in the not so distant future. Don't hang up. Oh, let's let's yeah. have a concert, man. Let's play music. All, All right. right. We'll, uh, we'll do it. So stay tuned for the second hour. We'll have our financial guys joining With us. Jim Grant. And uh, we got some stars on today. Yeah, yeah I man. T- Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, don't go anywhere. All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes. election reaction angry and demoralized fallout they know joe biden is corrupt and an unmitigated avalanche of opinions there's no integrity for the election process we're going to lose the country we're losing it news radio 630 wlap we live in uncertain times it is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show, Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400.